Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today. There's a temptation that comes for all of us, and often we fall for it. It comes when we are distracted and least expected. This temptation disguises itself in many different ways, but always has the same desire and comes from the same place, deep within us. This temptation, when given into, causes us to deflate, detract, and desire to completely retreat. It is the temptation to give up when things get hard. Hey there, we're Erin and Jennifer Smith, your host of the Marriage After God podcast. And this week's episode is brought to you by our faithful patron team. These are men and women around the country who have been blessed by our free daily prayer emails and the podcast and have chosen to pay it forward. We have been hosting this podcast since 2018, and we have been sending our daily prayer emails since 2015. Praise God that our listeners and subscribers grows every year, but naturally, so does the cost. So we decided to invite our listeners to partner with us to help cover the expenses, to provide for these resources so that they're free. If you're interested in supporting this podcast and our daily prayer emails, please visit marriageaftergod.com forward slash patron. Also, if you'd like to get our free daily prayer email, please visit visit marriageprayerchallenge.com and sign up today. So it's, is it finally spring? (laughs) (laughs) Where we're at, I think for some people it's been warmer, but we're so excited because this week is like the first real week of consistently warm weather. Like I got to figure out how to get my sprinklers working (laughs) warm. Like yesterday. (laughs) We also like, I noticed that all the moms that we hang out with start communicating a little bit more about funner, funner activities. Like let's go outside, (laughs) let's go ride bikes. And well, we do go outside in the winter, but it just takes a little bit more effort with the snow. So yeah. now it's like we can like ride bikes. I don't know why that's just like a fun thing. Not soaking wet or cold. Yeah. Have lunch parties outside. It's just been great. Yeah, I was just talking to someone at jujitsu tonight, and, and he was saying, "Man, the sun is and and the warmth. It's so good." And I was like, "Yeah, but I just can't trust it yet because like you like never you know we're gonna, gonna get go a, back to cold. <laughs> like we're gonna get a dump of snow next week or something. <laughs> no, but I'm hoping that it sticks around. So uh, I wanted to share something that. Um, It was interesting. One of those interesting mom moments and encouraging too. Um, But you didn't tell me about this. This It just happened tonight. Little story. It just happened. So I was putting the boys to bed, and I we always pray over the kids before they go to bed. So I was praying for the boys, and in my prayer, I had asked God to make them tender. And I didn't even get to finish my sentence because I was interrupted by Wyatt, our six-year-old. And he said, Mom, why do you want us to be weak? <laughs> and I was like caught off guard. It's I was funny like, that he associated tender That's with what weak. I thought. Yeah. And I said, what do you mean, bud? And he goes, well, you said that you wanted God to make us tender. 
And I was like, oh, and I went into explaining like what tender meant and clarify for him. And then as I'm explaining my, our oldest Elliot, he jumped into and he's like, well, well, Wyatt, it's like, uh, it means, um, spiritually, like where your heart's at. <laughs> it's just yeah. really cool. That's really cool. He did that. So yeah. did he understand when you, yeah. were, like they, they don't want you, you don't want to be weak. Yeah. You want him to be like, have a soft heart, something that's... I said the word soft and then I said the word mushy and he goes, you want us to be mushy? And I was like, wait, wait. <laughs> What's really funny is that that fits for Wyatt's personality because he's so like, he's like a like a brick. He's like, well, a, I, he's I, like strong and like, likes to f- like do all the, t- the rough stuff. Yeah. But also in his nature, like in his personality, he can tend to be more stubborn more than the other kids. And so... But he's also uh, sensitive. Yeah, he is really sensitive. Yeah, he's got all those things. So we had a really good time explaining and defining words. And um, it's just one of those areas of parenting where like you say something and you don't realize their extent to understand what mm. you're saying. And so there's a little good conversation there. That's cute. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So what What do we, what's going on? Where did this kind of come from, this topic? Oh, of, real quick. Sorry. Oh, don't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> I had a purpose in sharing that. I wanted to share it as encouragement. Oh, awesome. And I totally forgot the important part. But it's that, um, that being tender doesn't mean you're weak. That oh, could have been really obvious, good, but. <laughs> that's a good, yeah. Being tender doesn't mean you're weak. Yeah. Is that like for like people like me? For all who, of us can be hard sometimes <laughs> and I'm like rough around the edges. It's good to be compassionate and caring and loving. Yeah. Those are yeah. attributes of our savior. So. Exactly. Sorry. Okay. Now let's move forward. Look. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, I just, I love what you're about to share because we were already planning on doing this episode and then this kind of situation came up. Why don't you share? Okay. So, uh, the other day I was having just a bit of a hard time mentally, more mentally than emotionally. Cause I wasn't which is unique because you like often emotions would be your first. Yeah. Overwhelmed like, by my emotion. Yeah. Um, but I told you, like, I wasn't feeling emotional. I wasn't even bothered by anything, really. I just felt kind of discouraged um, in feeling like I wasn't progressing as fast as I want to be in certain areas of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've, I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I've been on this losing weight journey and um, I've been working really hard at it. And I don't know if it just caught up to me, but I started comparing myself to other people's journeys and I started looking at, you know, what, well, I'm not what, where she is or she hasn't worked as hard as I am, Yeah, she's, you know, but also like how hard it has been for me, how much effort I have put towards it. Mm-hmm. And just, felt, I just felt drained. Like, is it even worth it at this point? Like, can I just stop now? Mm-hmm. But it was, you were right there and you listened and, uh, you encouraged me. And so you well, said, my first thing oh, yeah. said I, I've been trying to practice. I'm like, I'm really sorry you feel that way. <laughs> yeah, that was really great. Uh, that was tender. That was was, my, I was trying to <laughs> let you know, I understand. I remember I specifically asked you, um, how come some days I feel super motivated and even like enthusiastic about what I'm, you know, trying to work on that day. Mm-hmm. And then other days I feel apathetic towards it and can't, put my right foot in front of the other. (laughs) And uh, that was when I I was like, Hey, this is really good that you're bringing this up. Um, not to like minimize what you're talking about, but this is exactly what our podcast is about is, is there's days that aren't easy. There's days that are hard. There's days that we don't want to move forward or want to give up. Like you mentioned in the beginning, like the temptation to just quit, quit. (laughs) Yeah. Which is a, is a real thing. It's like we, yeah, what we just talked about in the beginning of this, um, and, and you were feeling that you were, you're kind of like not, 
it doesn't matter what progress you have made, just however you were feeling in your mind, what you were thinking about was like, doesn't seem worth it right now. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things you reminded me was that um, I have made progress and the importance of consistency over time. So it wasn't necessarily like how I did that day, Mm -hmm. maybe contributing to how I was feeling or even that week, but am I consistently over time making progress, which it's true I was. Well, I also, uh, and this could be encouraging for everyone, and this is, we're we're bringing this up not just about, you know, getting healthy and losing weight, but in any case, you know, if you're on a journey towards something, if you've been working hard for something, often we, we look at the end, um, the, the, the end being like, Oh, once we get there, I'm going to feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. Uh, but that often lets us down. Like there's been several goals along this journey with you and Mm -hmm. you're like, man, it's gonna be so crazy when I get to this goal. And then you get there and it, you're excited, but it's quickly, it passes because now you have another goal. And and that's kind of just putting it in one personal way, but really you can uh, put this through the lens of like looking at your family or looking through a, at a situation that you're going through or, or dealing with. In a large spiritual sense, our, our sanctification walk, like yeah. just growing as a Christian, it can be easy to look forward to like, man, I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, is we're on this, we're walking with Jesus. Yeah. Like, so I was encouraging you to, instead of looking to a goal that you haven't reached yet and waiting to celebrate, uh, being joyful about the path that you're on. Yeah. That the path is like you weren't on it before and now you are. And that's a good path to be on. Yeah. Um, I think for me in that moment, that was something hard that I was experiencing. But for many of you listening, it, it could be. Just the day to day, maintaining the one step in front of the other Gosh, at a time. Especially these days, yeah, with everything going There's on. There's a lot going with on. Inflation and money and jobs and all the things. So much, so much challenging things that a uh, husband and wife can face together. Yeah. Um, for others, there could be um, changes in your circumstances that's forcing some hard upon you. Like you already mentioned finances, but I'm thinking like housing situations where you've got to change things up or maybe, you know, your marriage is just encountering a tension that you've never felt before. Or um, that could be really hard. A, like I just, I was just thinking about this, all of these things happening to our car at once. Yeah. <laughs> Like all these things breaking all at once. Literally everything you can yeah. think of all at once. Yeah, that is hard. Like I didn't choose that. It just happened. <laughs> um, for other people uh, listening, maybe they're trying to conceive and mm-hmm. they're walking through a infertility. That's, I can't even imagine, you know. No, we've, we've known people, but we we don't know what they've gone through. Yeah. But that's a, that's a hard thing to go through. There's others of you listening right now who might be experiencing a much different kind of hard um, walking through a season of, of maybe losing someone close to you, mm-hmm. or maybe there's been an emergency crisis that you're still, um, experiencing the trauma of and yeah. processing. Maybe there was a hospital stay or something like that, you know, yeah. like those are hard things that normal people, everyday, everyday couples experience. There's a big, what yeah. I'm trying to get at is there's a huge range of well, and what hard could look like. As you were just reading through these. Um, I was just thinking about encouraging all of us that's listening to understand that everyone's level of heart is different. Yeah. And just because someone's not experiencing what you're experiencing doesn't mean it's not hard for them. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that they don't also need comfort or encouragement or, um, guidance or a sh- an arm on a shoulder, you know, mm-hmm. like it's someone to hold them up. It may not be to the same depth. Like I, we know people right now that are going through really, really 
hard things Mm -hmm. like with the, I can't bring up the details, but it's nothing compared to like what we were just talking about with what you were dealing with. But it would have been wrong for me to, in that situation, be like, well, it could be worse. Mm -hmm. At least you're not going through this. Like maybe that has a place in some way, in some fashion, but in reality, like what you were going through was what you were going through. And I can walk with you Mm -hmm. in that. Yeah. I I think the truth is that everyone experiences hard Hard mm-hmm. days, hard seasons. Yeah, we'll get hard to some moments. scripture that points it out. <laughs> specific. We'll get to get, we'll get to some scripture that literally says yeah. this. <laughs> and I think um, how we can be towards one another is to be gracious, to be good listeners, mm-hmm. to be people who are quick to encourage rather than judge or compare or try and figure out. Well, is that really hard? Like, get over it. No, we need to say. Yeah it's okay that you're going through a really hard time and I'm going to be here for you, whether that's to your spouse or a friend or family member, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good encouragement. So here's some questions for us. Why do you think it it is that we are so tempted to give up when things get hard? Well, I think it gets uncomfortable. Hmm. I think it gets really uncomfortable. It's a good word. Yeah. And sometimes we don't know what to, what else to do. Sometimes we get overwhelmed by having to process the thoughts that come with hard seasons or hard circumstances. I was thinking uh, in those seasons, especially, I mean, there's lots of mediocre hard seasons where we're like, oh, that was a hard day or that was a hard week. Uh, but the, the really hard stuff that we've been through in our marriage, and if, if anyone's listened to our podcast for any period of time, they'll we've, we've shared stuff. In the middle of those hard things either between us relationally or between us and other people or, you know, things that have been Mm -hmm. really hard. I have this lie that, that comes up of that. I actually can't continue on like this. I'm like, I have no, I can't do it when I can, because clearly I have like in hindsight, I survived for sure. So that's what I would think Mm -hmm. is that feeling of, I just can't finish this. Mm Almost like hopelessness or despair, like you. Yeah, or just like like physically and mentally, like I don't like I can't get. I'm not going to make it through. Yeah, like I think about back when I was doing CrossFit and there's a really hard workout and I have like X amount of rounds to do and I'm like halfway through, and there's always this point of like I can't do no, it. No, like I'm I want to go home. I want to put this down and I'm going to walk out the door and I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to leave. And yet a few seconds later, you're also finishing the workout. <laughs> exactly. So. I think that happens and usually in the middle of it is there's like a, there's a point where it's like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I can go any further than right now. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people can feel that. Um, so it, which leads to the next question, which is wh- why isn't it that we just move forward with things that we have either committed to or know are best for us? Mm-hmm. Because often some of this hardship comes like you're in this journey of trying to grow. Like if we're trying to get in the word more, trying to pray more, if we're trying to um, grow in our relationships with our, our children and grow in our relationships with our church, like things that are good yeah, and also commanded and also like all the, all the things that are good about it. But it's like, no, it's too hard. I'm not going to, I'm not going to continue on in that. Well, I think also to remember that we battle spiritually between our flesh Mm. and the spirit. And so we say we want to walk in the spirit, but then we give way to our flesh. Yeah. We, we relax back into just the the flesh. Remember what Paul said? Like, why do I do the things that I don't want to do and don't do the things I want to do? And that, and that was his commentary on like, there is this flesh nature that is 
constantly up, up opposing the Holy Spirit, which is why we're told to keep in step with the Spirit because the Spirit's moving. And he's like, well, follow that. <laughs> so I think if we're, I think if we're prepared and we're aware of that battle going on, then we're more uh, keen on being able to walk in the spirit. Like, mm-hmm. does that make sense? If we push it out of our minds and we're not thinking about it, then it'll be that much easier for us to not have to distinguish if in that moment you're making a choice for your flesh or the spirit. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have a, a friend that I've been talking with for a while now about a really hard thing he's going through. And, um, I'm not going to share the details of it, of course, but I don't actually have any answers for him. Like, I don't know answers as in how to fix his situation. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I I don't have anything to tell him. Like, go, go do this, go do that. Mainly what I've been telling him is like, cause he's like, man, I just don't know if I can keep going. I don't know if I could do this. And I'm like, Hey, like your God understands, but he's also the only one that could do anything in mm-hmm. this situation. He's the only one with the answers. So go to him, go to him. That's, that's all I've been able to encourage him with every single time I talk to him, go to God, go to the one who has all the answers, go to the one who heals, go to the one who restores, go to the one who fixes and transforms. And, and then the last thing I, I remind him today is um, that we're transformed by the renewing of our minds and so that, that could be something along the lines of what we're talking about is in the midst of these hard things, the transformation that can happen in us comes from our minds being transformed and renewed in God's word. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just a good um, pointer for when you're trying to walk with someone through something is you may not have the answers. Yeah. Like you may not be able to actually fix anything in their situation, but you can always, always point them to the one who can. And even if nothing changed out externally, they can get comfort and grace and peace and mercy and, and everything that they need to continue on in the right way in that situation. Mm-hmm. So that, that's literally been my, my method is just pointing him to the one who can pointing him to the one who can. That's so good. I feel like everyone listening right now like needed to hear that. <laughs> that, that was awesome. Mm. Um, I think when I hear like people's hard stories or circumstances and what they're going through, I always think like, how, how could anybody in this world get through any of the things that they've been through that mm. are hard without God? Like, I know it is crazy to think that some people do, but like, it is amazing that we have God and he is good and he loves us. He is our comfort and he is like our hope and mm-hmm. our way through those hard times. And that's our testimony. Like that's how we got through the yeah. things that we got through. Well, and going to another encouragement for this process, cause I'm sure there's, there's a lot of people listening right now that might be in the midst of something that maybe feel like they want to give up. Mm-hmm. And I, I think of, you know, um, all of the greatest testimonies and stories we ever hear are of people that didn't give up. Mm-hmm. They, they conti- they went through something that you're like, man, how in the world yeah. did you survive that? I'm thinking of like war stories. I'm thinking of mm-hmm. marriage stories. Uh, there's been several yeah. times lately that there, there's marriages that are like, man, it seems pretty hopeless. I'm like, yeah, it does. But I've seen crazier things. Comebacks. Come back. <laughs> like, and that's, that's the power of, of Jesus working in people Yeah, is, 
is that ability to, it's not just like uh, in my own strength, I'm going to trudge through this and I'm going to be amazing. And, uh, but it's coming on the other end and saying, man, I only did that because you helped me Lord. And, and I'm thankful that I had my eyes on you Mm -hmm. and walked toward you. Yeah. I think about the dark tunnel and you can't see anything because your eyes can't adjust. There is an opening at the end somewhere, but it's just dark Mm -hmm. and you can't see, but Jesus is the light that shines and it shines ever brighter and brighter as you, as you let your eyes adjust in that situation, like to the right thing. Mm -hmm. I would add to that picture because it's a really good picture, but I would say that the tunnels kind of got these, um, glow lights Mm -hmm. and the tunnel walls are just plastered with posters of all the lies and all the ways you can doubt or feel frustrated Mm -hmm. or look to your past and say, no, I like it the way it was or reminders, memories, all, all the things that trip you up and you can either take your time going through the tunnel and put Mm -hmm. your eyes on all those things and feel really discouraged and forget about the light at the tunnel or where you're even going. And just want to be like, well, I'm just going to sit here. I'm I'm never getting out. Yeah. Or keep your eyes on the light. (laughs) Yeah. And I think the reason we, we give up that the reason we like in that story, we sit down is because, uh, in our flesh, our desires and are to be at constant comfort and peace. Like we want to be yeah. constantly at ease. Um, I just quickly think about the Israel, the Hebrews coming out of Egypt and they, they were just saved from 400 years of slavery and God did it in a miraculous way. And they crossed through the Red Sea and then almost immediately we're thirsty. We don't have any water. It was, you let us out here to die. It was so much better back in Egypt where they fed us once a day and beat us. <laughs> like they immediately compared their immediate circumstances that, that seemed difficult to a worse situation, but that, that they would rather go back to that because in their minds, they defined it as comfort and ease because this new thing is much harder mm. trusting God. Uh, but we, we don't like it when things break down. Like I'm thinking about my car and yeah. all the, all the electrical stuff. The car runs fine, but so I'm, I'm trying to like not think about it, but all these things happen. Um, we don't like it when things are out of order un, or uncertain. We want to know that there's going to be money in the bank. We want to, we want to be happy, healthy, taken care of always. Yeah. Uh, this is like our, when we talk about that flesh and the spirit, mm-hmm. this is how the flesh thinks. If you just think as a carnal or an animal, what does an animal think about? Food, Food. shelter, protection. That's it. Unless like, you're a cat, then you got to play. And then unless you're a cat. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the, so in the flesh, we're looking for just these things. Like I just want, you know, everything to be perfect and comfortable and yeah. easy. You know, where's the easiest place to get my food? Where's the easiest place to get my rest? I don't want anything to get in my way. Um, we want all of our relationships just to work and mm-hmm. never have conflict. We see, we see this a lot. The moment there's conflict, people are like, well, that must not be for me. I think too, just to add to this list is when something happens in your life, but it was unwanted, like really, really, like really bad. Like you never wanted it. And I don't and deserve this and this is not right. And no, yeah, yeah. And there's no way to change it. It just is what it is. Yeah. And it's totally impacted your life and it will always be a part of your life. And it's, yeah, you can't change it. And there's this part of you that wants to change it and you can't. And there's that tension and frustration over that. Well, and that's the, f- the flesh constantly trying to find its own justice for itself. Yeah. And there's like resistance in your heart. Like, do you ever feel mm. that way? There's like resistance yeah. to accepting it as 
reality. Um, a, a funny note <laughs> about relationships. I literally thought what growing up before I was married, this was a thought I had. I'm actually having conversations with friends about it that I'm, I'm probably never going to fight with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone else ever thought that, but I thought I was like, you know, I'm pretty easy going and like, I don't get bothered by too many things. And I, and I was that way, but I was a, maybe a little bit of an idealist <laughs> and way off, uh, super far from the truth because being married to another human being draws out sin out of you and it does vice versa. And that's a, just a reality. So, um, really there's always going to be, there's going to be conflict, especially when it comes to people that you actually love and want to walk with. You're going to bump heads. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a reality, but, um, I, I, just to add yeah. to that, I know it's being a little bit quiet there, but I too admit that, um, actually I even think like years after we've been married, I remember telling you something in my frustration over something that you like negatively influenced me or even I used the word ruin, mm -hmm. maybe, I don't even know, um, and changed me in a way that now I like. Well, you believe that the do, way you were do, responding to me was not was who your you fault. are. It was my fault. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel like I couldn't get that out. But yeah, I yeah. blamed you that it was your fault that I, like, this is not how I was am. mad or yeah. yelled or did something that said something mean. I go, because before you, I would never have treated anybody like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, and that's, uh, that's similar to how I felt. I felt I was like, I'm not going to argue. It's not a big deal. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to, and then we just, I think what we both realized is that marriage presented an opportunity that we didn't have before for those things that were already inside of us to come yeah. out. And be confronted. Marriage is pretty amazing. It does a lot of things. Yeah. Um, so here's the here's the crux of this whole thing. Okay. Because we're talking about like hard times, sometimes wanted, some or sometimes unwanted, uh, um, uncontrollable, all these things. Um, what's funny is I don't think we ever want hard times, right? I don't. No. Yeah. 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 Um, but whether we'd like to admit it or not, we all know, we know deep down, factually, without a doubt, that hard times, trials, discomfort, hardship, loss is a natural and normal and inevitable part of life. Yeah. And what I think so f interesting about I want to say funny, but it's not funny. The dichotomy of the fact that we are so adamantly opposed to those things mm -hmm. and yet at the same time know that they're going to come. Like, don't you think if you knew uh, a bad storm was going to come, you would prepare the house for it. Yeah. But we don't do that in every, in normal life when it comes to just knowing that storms are going to come in our life. We pretend they're not going to. Mm. And then when they do, we're surprised. Yeah. Right. There's a verse that says, don't be surprised when fiery trials come upon you as if there's some strange thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but we do that every time we're like, what, how could this possibly happen? <laughs> not to me, you know, <laughs> but we know, we, yeah. And I think the sooner we recognize that, the sooner we can actually start ch being transformed in the way we think about them. How, how would you say that a couple prepares for that inevitable hard season or hard moment or hmm. I, hard circumstances? We were just reading in Hebrews chapter, I think, five. I think we we're in chapter five today yeah, um, with my men's group. And there's a, a, a verse in there that says um, that we – we train our, our, our ability of discernment so that we can know good from evil. Mm. 
And it's this idea of just being trained up and, and constantly using the, our discernment, which is knowing the Bible, understanding the Bible, understanding God, and using that to gauge and calculate everything in our lives. Make judgment calls. And, and make, yeah, judgment wisdom. and discernment. Yeah. To be able to balance what's good and what, when what's evil and, and how are we to be in those situations and what does God call for us. So it may not be like, a, here's our action plan mm -hmm. for when this stuff happens. Maybe it is. Maybe for some things like emergencies, you can you sh we can be prepared for yeah. that. Um, but the majority of things that come upon us that we don't want are things that we didn't see coming. Yeah. So we can be prepared in understanding a spiritual sense. Yes. In a spiritual yeah. sense, who, who do we trust? Um, like going back to that verse that says, if you're faithful with little, mm -hmm. you'll be faithful with much. If we practice, um, walking in God's spirit and seeking him and, and encouraging each other in the little, like the other day when you're just having this like kind of turmoil in you, that's a little thing. And so if we're practicing having the right mindset and the right heart and, and saying, okay, what is God? How, how can we have a, a biblical mind on this, a biblical heart on mm -hmm. this. What is God's heart for us in this? Yeah. So that when the big things come, are, you're going to do the we same already thing. have those trail trails blazed. Yeah. Well, yeah. um, the, the way you practice is the way you play. Mm -hmm. So practicing it and all the, the little trials, if every time a little trial comes a, a little thing and we just kind of fall apart, what do you think is going to happen when a big one comes? Yeah. We're just going to be totally done, mm -hmm. defeated, like utterly not able to take any of it. So, Thank God for all the little things so that we can thank God for all the big things. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> right. Um, I think, I think about this verse, John 16, 33, Jesus says, I have said these things to you that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. He, he makes this sandwich of in me, you have peace. You're going to have trouble in the world. But don't worry, I've overcome the world <laughs> because in me you have peace. Um, so we have these three truths. In Christ we have peace. We are going to have troubles in this life. And Jesus has overcome the troubles of this world. He's overcome the world. So going back to your question of like, well, how do we prepare? Well, the main thing is being in Christ. So I have another question for you and for all of us listening. What does it mean for us this, this, these three truths that I just gave. Not us, but like everyone. Everyone, yeah. Um, who are having to experience the troubles. Like we're, we're the ones experiencing it, feeling the pain and enduring the, that struggle in our flesh. Um, well, scripture does talk a little bit about that. <laughs> well, let's hear it. Um, in James 1, 2 through 4, it says, Count it all joy, my brothers. Wait, you stop. Did what? you just tell huh? me to count it all joy? Count it all joy. All of it, Ugh. everything. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Hmm. So what does it mean for us that we can be in Christ and that in him we have peace and that he's overcome the world, but yet we still get to experience trials and tribulation and troubles and hardships throughout our life? Well, we're told as believers to count all joy. I think just to make a little note here, it doesn't mean um, experience it with all enthusiasm or happiness. Yay. Like it's yeah. not joy. Joy is not equal to 
happiness. No, joy is something deeper. It's something so much deeper. And so the way we can, what we're to do with this information is when we, it says, when you meet trials of various kinds, for we believers know that the testing of our faith produces steadfastness. So recognizing that trials are specifically a test of our faith. That's what they are. Faith in what? Jesus. Mm -hmm. Do we trust him with our lives, even in the hard things? And so the, the testing of our faith produces one thing, steadfastness. So when we are tested and our faith is what's tested, not just our flesh, because our flesh is going to be tested, but our faith is being tested. Meaning we're saying, Lord, what do I do right now? I don't know what to do. Lord, I don't know if I can keep going. Lord, I need your help. Lord, I'm scared. Lord, I'm sad. Lord, I'm angry. It produces steadfastness. And then what we do, what this, and let steadfastness have its full effect. When we continue in that and continue in that, that's, that's sanctification. Yeah. That you may be perfect and complete. We're not going to be perfect and complete, lacking nothing now. But we know that there's a day coming that we will mm-hmm. with, with God in heaven. And so understanding that is, is how we can be prepared for when these things come. Yeah, it produces a resiliency in, in us mm-hmm. to be able to endure hard things, harder things. Like you, like you were mentioning earlier, the little things. If we can endure through the little things and have the right mindset, keep our eyes on Christ, then when the big things come, Mm-hmm. It's that much easier to just go, oh, we, we've been through this. We know what to do. You you get put a really good note here and you said resilience just now. Yeah. And there's two things, two ways we can respond to these things. One can be resilience and the other can be resistance. Yeah. And so, and I put on here is um, the, the one way is a thing to be joyful over and embrace or the resistance as something to fight against with mm-hmm. all our might. I think our natural kind of posture is to fight just in our flesh, in our weakness, in our, um, especially when we're walking in our own strength or our own ability, you know, we, we aren't relying on the spirit or we aren't, we don't have our eyes on Christ. We fight. Mm-hmm. Um, when we abide in Christ and we try to walk in the spirit, I feel like that's when we're able to, embrace it and even experience that joy. Um, and then there's times where I think we flow back and forth between the two mm-hmm. because you're, you're, you're trying to do one, but the other sets in. <laughs> so I, I agree with you. Do you, do, would you say that we're trying to tell our listeners you have to perfectly navigate every hard trial? No, no, I don't think that it's possible. Uh, if, if <laughs> uh, we're not saying that and specifically, man, Jesus, Hebrews chapter five, again, the whole point of the chapter is talking about how good of a high priest he is mm-hmm. Oh, and how he and the fact that he had been tested and, t- and tempted in every way mm-hmm. common to man, making him able to sympathize with our weaknesses. Yeah. He understands this. Yeah. Now listen to this, what it says in second Corinthians 12, seven through 10. This is about something that Paul went through. And he doesn't even describe what it is. I have some theories on it, but it says this. It says, so to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, 
to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And then he says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me, that for the sake of Christ, then I may content, I, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Mm. And so the encouraging part about this is this understanding of having a, having Jesus, our high priest, who is able to sympathize with us. He's not distant and doesn't understand. He understands perfectly Every temptation we have been tempted with, he has been tempted with, but without sin. He also has been tried and tested with in sickness and he's stubbed his toe and had hard times and all the things that humans go through, he went through and yet without sin. And so we have a perfect high priest that understands us. And so, no, we're not saying the, the goal of this podcast is to make you have perfect responses in every hardship. It's an encouragement to walk with the one who can, because he sympathizes and understands, can provide wisdom for the circumstance that you're mm -hmm. facing, but also comfort. Yeah, most importantly, the comfort yeah. and drawing you to back to God mm -hmm. and saying, here's where that comfort comes from. Mm -hmm. Here's who you should trust in and rely on. That's the steadfastness. So, um, there's a, I want to give another um, scripture here. It's Galatians 6, 8 through 10. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are of the household of faith. This verse I wanted to put in here as a, as a, a strict encouragement to us believers that maybe feel tired of trying mm. with their, their church body, their church family, maybe feel tired of trying with their unsaved um, friend or their unsaved child or their unsaved spouse. And they, and they just want to just give up. They're like, nothing I'm doing is working. Nothing, none of my prayers are being answered. None of my uh, attempts and, tr and tr tries are being like bearing fruit and it gets exhausting. Mm -hmm. Like my friend, I've been encouraging. He just wants to, to quit. And I'm like, I can't, I can't tell you to do that. My encouragement is God can sustain you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I, I wanted to put this encouragement is, is to not grow weary in, in that trajectory, that good thing you're, you're, you're working towards with God because you love God and because you love those people. So. That's really good. Um, I love the practical side of things. Um, and so in thinking about when hard times come for couples listening right now, mm -hmm. what are some things that they can do practically that would help them through a season of hard, yeah. no matter what the circumstance or relationship or thing is? I think everyone could, that's been listening for a while can assume what our first one's going to be. Yeah, abide in Christ. <laughs> yeah. Prayer. Oh. Yeah, of course, it's abiding in Christ. <laughs> but, but prayer, like, which is a part of abiding in Christ, yeah. is going to the one, going to the Savior, going to your, your king. Yeah, share your heart with him. Yeah, and, and just just bearing it all out. Yeah. 
Like, here's how I feel. Here's what I'm afraid of. Here's what's going on. I'm, I, I need help. I don't know what to do. I'm lost. Ah. <laughs> Just praying. Um, praying this? I was going to say praying with your spouse too, especially because yes. you both are experiencing the hard thing. Even if it, if the circumstances is directed towards one spouse or it's both of you, you're one. And there's something I've been, really comforting about praying with your spouse. I was just going to say, I've been so encouraged over the years when we pray together out loud, even mm-hmm. if I don't pray and I, and I just hear you pray, it's so encouraging to me. And it like affirms me and my relationship with you and with God all at the same time. It's really cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So pray together. Yeah. Uh, the next one is God's word. Yeah. Remember, we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. And the only way to renew our minds is by God's word and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, you you put on here, and I love I love this one. Help, help, like ask for help, but receive help. Because sometimes yeah. people are going through hard things, and you know your friend recognizes it and wants. I don't to want help. to put my burden on you. No, let them help. Yeah. Because yeah, they want to be there for you and support you in that way, in whatever way, whether it's a meal or cleaning the house or picking up one of your kids and dropping them off or whatever the thing is. Um, I thought this next one said friends, cats, friends, um, cats, and that, you know what? Cats could be a really good, for some people a comfort. Yeah. yeah. Not for all. But this says friends <laughs> to chat with. <laughs> if we drop little cat bombs, it's because we have kit cats, we kittens, two little and cats and they're so them. wonderful. Okay. Moving but on. friends to chat with. So finding finding people that you love and that love you that will just listen and hear and share and mm-hmm. um, which goes to the next one, which is encouragement. You, we need encouragement. Well, uh, especially spouse to spouse. Yeah. We yeah, have to feed I was each other. I was just saying, like, mm-hmm. hey, like it's okay that you feel that way. I think it's totally normal. But man, look how many how good how good you've done. Mm-hmm. Look where you're going. I think the road you're on is good. Yeah. And so don't give up because it's a good thing you're doing. Yeah. Also, just being able to receive wisdom and advice along with those, uh, along with encouragement, mm-hmm. is just um, when you do share what you're going through, be willing to hear what others are saying about it if they lend you yeah. a piece of advice or wisdom or you know, maybe a verse or something that would speak to that situation. This next one's really good, especially for people that are going through, um, like serious things. Um, but I mean, it could be anything really. You have to evaluate it based off, you know, the whole family really, um, getting rid of extras and schedule. Mm -hmm. Like maybe you, maybe you go through a season where you just cut out everything so you can focus on your home your spouse priorities. Your, your relationship with god your church like just boiling it down to the essentials which this can be a really hard one because i i know my tendency is usually when i'm going through a stressful time or a hard time i want to be distracted from it i want to exactly. go do more i want to be busy which so that i don't have sometimes to. just amplifies yeah totally um, but what's good about this this idea is um we can have this extra burden of like, man, I have these obligations also, but they're things that could be put on hold or yeah. canceled altogether Yeah, and being okay to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Which lends itself yep. to the margin of rest more. And I mm-hmm. think with more rest, you can think more clearly, you can be more emotionally stable. And you're not necessarily saying sleep more, which it's maybe for, that could maybe be. It could be sleep. I think for resting, a lot of like, people. Like having less on your plate, mm-hmm. taking a step back, yeah. going on a walk with your spouse, um, spending time with, uh, you know, the, your, your family and your church, like mm-hmm. just something that's, it's much more condensed of yeah. energy. I put exercise and that really just depends on what type of hard season or circumstances you're facing mm-hmm. because. Well, if it's something really stressful, 
um, exercise is, is an actual physiological way of getting rid of those right. hormones yeah. and those chemicals in your body. Yeah. They work them out. So exercise could really help with that sort of thing. Um, and then I like you, you put this one, consider what's in your control. Cause there's a lot of stuff that <laughs> you can't control. I have to be reminded of that. Like, yeah. well, there, there's no sense in complaining about that thing or worrying about that thing because it's literally outside of my control. It's a very, it's an actual very cathartic, uh, process. And it's actually, it's why it's one of the 12 steps in the it's 12 step It's part of accepting program. it, right? It's a, it's this idea of accepting that there are things that you cannot control. Yeah. Which is a, because man, you, you know this because you, you like struggle control, with you struggle with that idea of control, but we all do on various, um, levels. Mm-hmm. But when you let go of some of that, then you can say, okay, God, I, I don't have this. I'm not in control of this. You become more flexible in your faith. <laughs> yeah. So, and then this last one, consider what you're thankful for and keep that in your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, as the scriptures say, keeping your mind on the things that are above mm-hmm. on whatever is good and honorable and and pleasant and pure, all these things. I read something recently that said the challenges we go through essentially give you an appreciation for the good times, the easy times that, yeah. you know, I like that. Um, there's another, there's a quote I put in here from Franklin D. Roosevelt. It says, when you come to the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. <laughs> that's good. It's kind of I funny, read that but... and I thought, what if it's like too hard to tie the knot? And what if I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I just start thinking about the I thought of CrossFit. actual logistics of it. <laughs> I thought of when you were doing CrossFit and you come back with a big rope burn on your leg. Yeah. I, I never wanted to do that. <laughs> oh, that was the last time I got a rope burn on my leg because I started wearing something on my leg to not get rope burns anymore. Um, Maybe it'll encourage some of you out there. I don't know. Hey, I just, we want to end this episode with this, this scripture um, because it's the truth and we can trust it. Psalm 46, one God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. I love this scripture. Yeah. It, it just reveals who, God is his character. And like Aaron said, we can says, trust him. it says very present. Mm-hmm. He's not a far off help. He's relevant. <laughs> He's right now here yeah. in this moment with you. So that's what we got for you today. So at the end of every episode, we like to leave you with a little growth spurt challenge. And this month of April, we are focusing on uh, investing intellectually And so we're encouraging you guys to pick up a good book and even discuss it with your spouse. So you guys can read uh, different books or you can read the same book. Um, If you are... You can read one of our books. I was just going to say, if you are like at a loss for like, I don't know what book to go get. We have plenty that you can choose (laughs) from. We have some even short devotionals or prayer books that would be very Mm -hmm. encouraging for you to check out. Um, I am going to start reading My Side of the Mountain by Jean George um, with the kids. We do read alouds from time to time and I'm really excited about that. I've heard really good things about it. So there's also that option. You can read as a family. Speaking of reading real quick. Yeah. Elliot has just been like I on know. a reading. Frenzy. Like, yeah. I know. He's enjoying it. So I'm really it's proud cool. of him. Me too. So why don't you pray for us? Dear Lord, thank you for loving us. Thank you for being our strength and our source of support. When life presents 
difficult challenges, when the lows are really low, we pray we can look to you to help get us through. We pray we would remind each other to pray and be encouraged by your word. We pray the lows of life do not overtake or overwhelm us. When marriage is hard, please fill us with wisdom, joy, and patience to endure. Please show us how we can be unified and love one another well. Please show us how to remain steadfast. In Jesus' name, amen. to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today.